the blast from our past network. Supernatural, Halloween, exploitation, slashers, and everything in between. Welcome to the Podcasting After Dark Watch List, the show where a guest chooses a topic and the hosts, along with the guest, discuss their top five favorites. Light a candle, hide your Ouija board, and enjoy the Podcasting After Dark Watch List. Welcome to another Podcasting After Dark watch list. I'm one half of the Zach and Corey show. I'm Zach, and joining me today is a very special guest. He is one of my bestest friends, one of my buddies, if you will. Um, He was in my wedding. I've known the guy for many years. We go down a long road of sci-fi and wrestling and all sorts of pop culture history. Uh, My good buddy... Diallo Jackson. Diallo, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Why are you on the show? Like, uh, I was saying, we wouldn't just have a buddy on our show. We'd have somebody that, like, is important. So, Diallo, (laughs) how would you describe yourself? What do you do? Um, Well, I am a a writer based in Los Angeles. Uh, Currently, I am... Um, promoting my comic book, Angela and the Dark. It's very good. It's very good. And um, in production for another comic book called Ears, a graphic novel. It's very good, too. And working on a very secret fantasy novel that I can't reveal the premise of yet. Anything that has the words secret and fantasy in it uh, (laughs) appeal to me. So, <laughs> hey now, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it is podcasting after dark. So, uh, and and Diallo is joining us today because the topic we're going to be discussing on the watch list is our top five favorite buddy movies. So, before we get into it, uh, we kind of talked a little bit about this off the air. But how would you describe a buddy movie, in your opinion? Um, so for me, a buddy movie is, you know, I, 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 my brain lives in the action realm. So it it went there. Like, so primarily I was thinking buddy cop movies, but primarily it's just two people, primarily peers. Um, their age differences can be different, but they're going on a journey and they're for me, because I was thinking skewing more towards action movies, it is having to do with. Um, some like sometimes law enforcement, and they're trying to um, do something right or good. Nice. I I, I would concur with that. I uh, might might uh, tack on the idea that uh, even though you know a lot of these movies center around one character, a buddy movie really is about the two main characters. It's, yeah. it's not just like you know we. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole when you go on the internet and type in buddy movies. You get a lot of interesting titles, and I pulled out a lot where I'm like, that's not a buddy movie. But, uh, like, Black Rain came up, the the Mm -hmm. 80s movie with Michael Douglas, and they're Mm -hmm. like, Andy Garcia's a buddy. And, like, yeah, but he gets his head chopped off. Spoiler alert in, like, the first 15 minutes. I don't remember that part now. You've ruined my my news. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) And then, um, you know, movies like, and these are not on my list, and then maybe they they might be on yours, but they might not be. Mm -hmm. Movies like Canine. Is that a buddy movie? 
Yeah, I would say yeah. 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 Ten, um, yeah. Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch, definitely. That definitely. definitely came to mind almost immediately when, when you brought it up. But then I started thinking, man, but I love like Karate Kid, but is that a buddy movie? Not really, because it's they're not peers. Right. It's more just like a mentor mm-hmm. and his student. Right. right? Um, so we're going to jump into this. And because I'm excited. Are you excited? I have never been more excited in my life. <laughs> is this your first? This is not your first podcast, right? No, I've done quite. I've done a few. Damn it. I've done. I've done a few. Can we pretend like it is? Yeah, let's pretend. Yay. Let's make this believe. Is, <laughs> like is Mr. It, Rogers. It's <laughs> fantasy and it's a secret. And it's a secret. <laughs> so let's jump right into this with our top five buddy movies of all the times. Um, you want to you want to go first? Uh, sure. My first isn't um, highly imaginative, but my first one is Bad Boys. Ooh. It was the perfect crime. No one saw it coming. No one heard a thing. This was our career bust. This was, what, $100 million? This had to have been an inside job. Everything went according to plan. But there was one thing they didn't plan on. Let's do this right. No gunshots, no dead bodies. Well, you know, if I recall correctly, the last couple dead bad guys belong to you. Please. You ain't even trying to compare body counts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Should I keep going all day? I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Detectives Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Oh, man, that's too much bass in your voice. That scare white folks. You gotta sound like them. We were wondering if we can borrow a cup of brown sugar. On the Miami police force. I'll be back. You, you, something wrong with you. They don't follow the rules. You, you ain't with the bad guys now. You with, you with the cops. They make them. Sir. Quietly. You forgot your boarding pass. Oh, bad boys, bad boys. What, what you gotta do? What you gotta do when they come for you? Bad boy. You know, you drive almost slow enough to drive Miss Daisy. Um, I love bad boys. I've never seen Bad Boys. You've never seen Bad Boys? Oh my God! Who are you? Um, I know, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, I and I didn't realize it until um, I saw Bad Boys for Life um, last week, and as I was sitting in the movie, I was like, Oh my God! I am an unintentional Bad Boys expert. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I, I didn't set out to be that, but that's what I am. Challenge. Yeah. So that's actually my number one. Where did you, um, do you remember the first time you saw? Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. I was, uh, I think it came out in 95. Um, I was going to school in Vermont at the time. I remember my roommates, we all went out to go see it. 
And one of the things I like was really noteworthy about it, not about the buddy aspect of it, but I think that was Michael Bay's first feature film. Oh, that's I believe. right. Yeah. And I didn't know what a Michael Bay was at the time, but I do remember the opening sequence was cut so quickly and my it was like my brain was trying to catch up with what was going on and that was the first time I really had seen anything shot like that so it was really significant was he a music video director up to that point um, I think he was a music he, I think he did some music videos I know he did the um, I think he kind of came to prominence with that commercial I don't know if you remember the Aaron Burr uh, oh, Got yeah. Milk, I think it was a Got Milk commercial. Oh, I yeah. totally remember. Yeah, and yeah, Corey yeah. actually is a big fan of that actor because he mm, apparently went to yeah. high school with him or oh, something. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, nice. So that's cool knowledge from, uh, okay, Bad Boys. Yeah, Bad Boys. You know, it's like it's your, your, it's your typical, you know, um, two buddies, like pro- the protagonists, they're kind of they're equals. Each one has a different kind of struggle that they're going through. Um, lots of comedy. What's it um, about? Like, I, I mean, I know what it's about, but for those people that don't, they're they're bad boys for life. I don't know. What she, like, I don't know what she needs to know. Do they so, sing the bad boys? Uh, actually, they do at one point. That's really? like one of their little riffs. Is they they whenever they get into arguments, they one of them starts singing the bad. I think Martin Lawrence starts to sing the bad boy song, and he never can get the lyrics right after he gets finishes the bad boys. Oh, that's part. funny. Yeah, but it's just uh, there uh, there are two narcotics. Uh, uh, officers in Miami and shenanigans happen and it's like way over the top action like if it ha- if any of this happened in real life they would be arrested because yeah. it's like you know car chases explosions they cause more damage to the civilians than they do to whoever they're trying to capture so it's like a uh, Grand Theft Auto-esque yes yeah like that yeah <laughs> Very much. Carnage. Yeah, very much. So. And Martin Lo- Martin Lawrence at that time was like at the at top of his game. Yeah, definitely. Martin and, was still on okay. on the air, and yeah, Will Smith was just starting to get there. Was this his first action vehicle? Um, or one was of them? it? It might have been. Yeah, I think it might. It actually might have been his first uh, action movie. He had nice. done. Um, I think he had done Six Degrees. Was it Six Degrees of Separation? I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I forget. I actually forget what his first feature was but I know he did bad boys and it was a transition for him and then next year I think came out he came out with uh with uh independence ID4 yeah and then that was what really kind of like kind of set him down that path nice yeah Yeah, I I I will I'll make you a promise I will watch it at some point in the next in the next year (laughs) all right (laughs) you have 365 days I do that's yeah uh and with a kid I'm gonna say that's about 26 days. Okay. How many days do we get off in the summer? Um, nice. So that's your number five. Yeah, it's my number five. Can I tell you my number five? Oh, yeah, you may. By the way, these for me, and I'm, maybe for you too, they're not in any particular order. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, I wouldn't, people might, might go, oh, that's your number one. No, it's just one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is the 1985 S.E. Hinton based novel turned into a movie. That was then. This is now. Oh, wow. Did you steal this thing, dude? No, actually, it's a loner. Door prize. Mark is Brian's best friend. And Brian is Mark's only friend. We've always been friends, even before I moved in here. Big date tonight, huh? Yeah. Can I hide in the backseat and watch? 
well. This was fun. You ever get the feeling that the whole thing's just changing? What the hell's going on here? Sorry, man, I didn't think you'd mind. Well, I do. Why don't you grow up, man? So I can be like you. What's wrong with you, man? I don't seem to be able to get away with anything anymore. I'm just sick of all the fighting. And we got a problem. I want you to leave, Mark. Why are you doing this to me, brother? I got nowhere else to go, man. You're not my brother. I don't like anybody hurting me. What about the rules? There ain't no rules. Emilio Estevez, Craig Sheffer. They were always a team. You and me together, just like old times. But that was then. This is now. I love this movie. Um, it's very different from the book, so don't even bother reading the book and seeing the movie because you're going to go, well, they're totally, di- totally different. Emilio Estevez wrote the screenplay oh, wow. for this bad boy. Wow, um, this is the third movie Emilio did in the Essie Hinton series. He okay. did text and Outsiders Outside, yeah. and then this one. Okay. Um, Craig Sheffer is the the buddy to Emilio Estevez. or two buddies. Emilio is the hothead. Um and Craig Sheffer's like the down to earth, just trying to make it. It's about these two high school kids that are just going through life. Um, Brian, Craig Sheffer's character, and Mark, Amelia Westavis's character. Great cast in it. Um, <laughs> long pause. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, uh, Kim Delaney, who at the time was hot, you know, NYPD blue a few years later. That's right. Uh, quite a few years later, but whatever. Jill Sholin uh-huh. of Stepfather fame. Okay. Barbara Babbock. Barbara Babcock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, actually, she's very famous, like, yeah. in the face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's very famous in the face. In the face. And, uh, oh, Larry B. Scott uh-huh. from, well. Yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and another movie that I might bring up later. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Uh, it's kind of on the fence as far as a buddy movie is okay. concerned. But, no, I love this movie. I don't know why... Craig Sheffer to me was like I wanted to be him so bad mm-hmm. and again I idealized every actor I saw on screen oh I'm that guy oh I'm that guy you know Predator came out yeah. oh I'm Dutch right, right right Over the Top came out oh I'm Sylvester Stallone wait I'm his kid I want to be see when, when Over the Top came out I was like oh I want to sing like Kenny Loggins yes well, who doesn't want to <laughs> I still want to sing like Kenny Loggins for all you karaoke enthusiasts out there <laughs> no but this this film is um, it's kind of heralded as like not that great of a movie to a lot of people but I love it i personally love it uh emilio west of is hilarious in it he's the just the hothead uh and his and, and craig sheffer's character is trying to keep him out of trouble and it's just a great um there's a beautiful scene in the movie where emilio estevez is talking about his his childhood and how rough it's been and he's looking out the window and the, the rain's coming down and you see the raindrops coming down right in front of his face mm-hmm. and they look like tears mm-hmm. it's so beautifully shot uh great soundtrack too and our, our mutual friend Terry Chapman's a big fan of this movie. He's oh, like, "Oh, cool. bro, we gotta watch that." Was then this is now. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Every day of my life. <laughs> Every day. So, um, so I, it's interesting. Uh, you uh, so Essie Hinton. Um, 
he because I'm thinking about the outsiders, which I'm I'm way more familiar familiar with. Yeah. But that basically I never thought about it before, but that basically is um a buddy movie as well. It right? is. Yeah. Between Pony Boy and um oh gosh, Ralph Macho's John, character. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny, yeah. 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 So which another uh, another side, Karate Kid. Yeah. Every time I watch Karate Kid, yeah. I always want to call him Johnny. Ralph Ma- oh because he was jo- yeah oh. but then Johnny Whoa. is yeah I I always do that every like every time that's a moment yeah yeah um Anyways. so this this <laughs> apparently the original book that this is based on it's about Johnny and Ponyboy's relationship specifically oh, okay. okay and then Emilio Estevez you know and apparently S.E. Hinton had no input into mm-hmm. this film at all mm-hmm. um and Emilio Estevez's script was closer to the actual book but then the producers were like no we want to make it more upbeat and this came out before or after um uh, outsiders uh, after a couple years after. after okay i think outsiders came out in 83 83 wow. text came out in 82 okay uh rumblefish came out in 83 as well all right and this is the one movie I love. IMDb sometimes can be really great for info, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it can be the worst mm-hmm. for info. This was like, oh, this is the first of the the first S. E. Hinton movie that, um, oh God, Matt Dillon was not in. Uh, and I'm like, okay. so yeah. <laughs> and your point is yeah. what? Why do we care? I love how his name in Rumblefish was Rusty, by the way, Rusty James. Anybody who names their kid Rusty has got some serious issues. I mean, I know a few people named Rusty. You do? For yeah, real? Like yeah. real people? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're real not people. Not movie characters? No, they're not. They're it's not. not a nickname? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's a nickname or not. <laughs> no offense to people named Rusty. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just covering in case if anybody it's... named Rusty hears this. <laughs> yeah. You know, Rusty. And, well, I guess Russ. Russ, yeah. In short for Russell? Yeah, it would be Russell. So Rusty? Okay. Yeah, I get that. Rusty, I just associate with tetanus shots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was then. This is now. Great flick. Go check it out, in my opinion. Right. Um, what's your number four? My dude? number four Brother. is um, Lethal Weapon 2. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Police, open up. How do I know you're the police? After I shoot you through the door, you can examine the bullet. Open up. Mel Gibson. Danny Glover. Come on, let's go, Rod. Oh, no, we shouldn't go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, Rod. Don't be a killjoy. Come on, we're back. We're bad. You're black. I'm mad. Come on, man. Hey, 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 listen. If we're going, shouldn't I have a gun? No. No. Now, get ready for something lethal. I'm surprised you haven't heard about me. You know, I got a bad reputation. I mean, sometimes I just go nuts like now. <laughs> because the magic gun. is back. Rod, the window. Are you all right there? Okay, where were you, man? You're my partner or what? Why didn't you follow me down? Yeah, why didn't you follow me down? Shut up! I'm seven floors up! Lethal Weapon 2. You go first. I'm really chill for this. You go first. I'll cover you. Eeny, meeny, miny. Hey, Mom! Good police work, officer. Come on. No. Back to my place. Hey, I'll even cook. You're lucky. I have to live with that. You're not gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. No, that's not enough room. You were right, you know. Yeah, there, there wasn't enough room. Lethal Weapon 2. This time, they're not taking any crap. Just get off me, man. I don't want anybody to see us like that. <sighs>
Um, I don't know what, what, what's there to say about I have so many thoughts there. about this. Um, so uh, the thing about, and it's funny because like, I, I was kind of talking about, like, oh, I'm doing this list to somebody, and I gave them like, what I was thinking about, and they were like, oh, this is a bold move to, to do Lethal Weapon 2 and not uh, 1. Yeah. And I, I did two because as much like, clearly, like, I'm not. It's not to take anything away from the first movie at all. No, it's a, it's amazing. Um, but I feel like two kind of hit this like firing on all cylinders kind of thing. They didn't have to do the quote unquote origin story like that feeling of like introducing the character. So it was just like run, 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 do, 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 do. True. Yep. And um, the whole South Africa thing is just like pretty classic like that's where all the quotes diplomatic yeah diplomatic immunity (laughs) like whenever you quote lethal weapon you do lethal weapon two not not really one yeah you know um so yeah it's just it's just like that the the two buddies and running around (laughs) you're sensing a theme i like things where (laughs) where the, the cops drive around and they cause more destruction than than uh than the people that they're chasing is colors going to be on your list? Um, no, okay, it's not going to be. On <laughs> that's my a buddy list. movie. Yeah, right? that's, that's a def- partnership. That's definitely, a, yeah, definitely a buddy movie. But no, um, yeah, and I think like for me, uh, it though like Lethal Weapon was in that realm when like buddy cop movies were really like becoming like a solid thing. You know? And was this the introduction of uh, Leo Getz? Yeah, yeah, Joe Pesci's character. Yep. Yeah, that. Yep. Oh, I just pulled that out of nowhere. Leo Getz. Yeah, and it was this the one where the was it a surfboard or something goes in yes. through the yeah shield? it goes through in through the windshield of the car behind them severs that, uh, a guy's yeah, head or yeah, something. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and is this hills. the one where? Uh... Yeah, see, like you, yeah, you know, lethal, everyone knows lethal yeah. weapon too. So oh, dude, know. I was so pumped to see this in the theater. Yeah, and I agree. I I think that this one is more of a buddy one than the first one because, in my opinion. Um, you're getting to, they're getting to know each other, mm-hmm. and now in this one, they're fully on, full yeah. on buddies. Yeah, yeah, the two like they're yeah integrated uh, their families and how uh, Martin Riggs interacts with Murtaugh's family and vice versa. And... Is this where his his Martin Riggs' daughter is kind of attracted to uh, a little bit attracted to uh, to Mar- uh, to uh, Mel Gibson's? Yeah. Character? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like wearing a nightie at one point. Um, I don't think so. She so she's in this commercial. Yes. that's for yes. condoms. <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gotta watch this. I want to watch it like now. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good movie. Like they, and it, it's funny if you watch them back to back too. What I noticed a while ago when I was watching them, uh, they even like they're shot a little bit differently. Um, so and it's straight like the first one came out in eighty seven, I mm-hmm. think, and then the next one eighty nine. But in that two years, just the there was just a change in the way that um, it was shot. And well, and I know Shane Black. I think even said he was gonna. He was he had intended for the franchise to end after this one. That mm. that after two, yeah, okay. that Riggs was gonna take his own life. Oh really? Hmm, that's pretty dark. Uh, yeah, he had a way darker ending that he changed. Mm. Well, I mean, I do remember like when I first watched it, I thought he was not gonna. I thought he was gonna die. Like I literally, you know. Well, he didn't take his own life, but he did die at the end. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a bit. It, it, he could have. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad he didn't. Cause Me too. Lethal Weapon Three is pretty fun, also. <laughs> it is. Is that the one with Jet Li? Uh, no, that's four. I'm oh, not a. Yeah. I'm not a huge. Fan. I'm not a fan. Of that one. That's that has Chris Rock also. 
Yeah. yeah. Is Rene Russo in the third one? Rene Russo's in the third one. Yeah. Which is that they added that element in it and yep. it, it was it was really fun also. And Patsy Kensett is in this one. Yeah, in two. Yeah. With a hot love scene. Yeah, this is great. Like Lethal yeah. Weapon Two is great. Yeah, dude. Yeah. See? You find out if you find out more about like Martin Riggs' past and it like it ties into the first movie, like and it it doesn't feel like it's a retcon or anything. It just feels like, oh, this is why he's the way he is. And yeah. And then it ties in his yeah, just yeah, that's where he like dislocates shoulder. Oh yeah, and he pops it back yeah, in. Yeah, pops back in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, hmm, this there's a movie I might bring up later about popping back in shoulders, but <laughs> I'm not sure if it necessarily well, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get we'll go down that road All right. in a minute. Uh so that's your number four. Mm-hmm. That's a great four, dude. Now I want to watch it again. There is a documentary called The Last Action Heroes or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I should know. I own it, but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's it's, and I think you they did an Indiegogo. I think it's coming out on Blu-ray later this year. Okay, but they break down like every action movie. Okay, you have to see this documentary. All right, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's stories that have been told before, but Shane Black talked about that lethal weapon story and like, oh, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that he wanted to kill off Riggs. That's oh, a cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, reveal. it's funny you said because I didn't know that, but like again, like watching knowing that movie watching the end and like I literally thought he was going to die yeah. and like I can see how that would be the case yeah totally like, easily he just he just as easily could have died cool yeah. wow yeah I mean I, I look you sold it on me yet again yeah I gotta watch Bad Boys and Lethal Weapon you know I'm, uh, I'm a pretty good salesman yeah you are we should go go out and buy your comic book what's what's the name of the comic book again? Angela and the Dark yeah we'll, uh, we'll, we'll also hit it up at the end too <laughs> uh, okay so my number four this is very interesting my number four is the 1988 horror film Phantasm A2. Wow. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind. A phantom. A spirit. A ghost. For ten years, the secret of Perigord Cemetery has remained a mystery. Now... Three innocent people are about to discover the ultimate evil. You think that when you die, you go to heaven. You come to us. We've got to warn people. This summer, the ball is back. Phantasm 2. It's only a dream. It's a dream. No, it's not. Rated R. The reason I chose this one and not the first one Mm -hmm. specifically is because, well, for those people that aren't familiar with the Phantasm franchise, it's kind of hard to describe. It's very surreal. It's very dreamlike. It's about a... Uh, a kid and his older brother and their families, their parents have died. Um, they're living in a house by themselves. Their best friend is an ice cream vendor. And there's some shenanigans going on at the local cemetery where the mortuary guy is like embalming like people who are still alive mm-hmm. and turning them into little dwarf aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, as you, you do. As you do. As one does with dwarf aliens. Uh, and so he... 
the, the sequel picks up right after the first one ended, which is amazing. I love it because the, fir- the first one ends with the main character. Spoiler alert, it came out in the 70s, so if you haven't seen it, it's, you snooze, you lose. The ending of the first one, the main character, Michael, um, gets captured by the tall man, who's the villain, and pulled through glass, and it ends. Well, the sequel picks up right after that ending, and you find out what happens and which is really cool fantastic movies have always done this they've always kept this line of continuity which uh-huh. is great um but this one is different and i chose the sequel it's funny you had a sequel for your number four yeah. i had a sequel yeah for i was i was i was thinking that like that's interesting that you picked the sequel yeah. over the uh, original which in my brain the original is more well known i guess yeah. but and um, it's more focused on one specific character michael this one's more focused on reggie the ice cream man and michael's relationship and I love it because it's got a great weapon building scene. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Uh, Corey was, I guess, doing another po- a podcast on weapons. Okay. And I said, well, what about the four-barrel shotgun in Phantasm 2? Oh, he's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'm like, no, that's a great that's one. That's a great one. They take two, he takes two shotguns, <clears throat> binds them together, and solders off the sides to make an angle, and it's phenomenal. And they use the weapon, unlike in a lot of films where they have these great weapons and they don't even use them like executioner yes exactly <laughs> exactly like, like diallo knows so well because we watched it together uh the whole reason i brought that up so phantasm 2 has a great relationship with the two of them and this is why i specifically like it more the original actor in phantasm and this might be blasphemy for people who enjoy phantasm um he was replaced by james legros mm-hmm. or james legros uh, who is a very talented actor, but they Universal wanted a new lead because they didn't feel like the original guy like had that heartthrob look to him, yeah. which is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they were considering casting Brad Pitt in the mm-hmm. lead, but they cast James Legros and the original Reggie Reggie Bannister, who is phenomenal, and you can't you can't change him out with anybody, right? And but their relationship specifically is such a buddy road trip movie mm-hmm. snapshot. And that's why I love it so much. Um, I'm, it's one of my favorite movies of all the times. How does that? How does that tie in, like dovetail with the horror aspect for you? As far as Phantasm being a horror film, yeah. Well, the bud, the buddy aspect with the. With... Uh, well, I guess I guess there's not a lot of usually when I think of horror films, mm-hmm. it's one person's journey. Yeah. And this was different because it's there. It's it is a buddy pick. Yeah. And you don't see a lot of horror films where it's like. Both guys stay together through the whole movie. Right. That's one, why I ask because yeah. it's like, like you said, mo- most horror movies are one person running and trying to get away, and there's like one survivor yeah. generally. So this was not, yeah, well. This was, I don't want to. Mm, I it's eighty eight. Um, <laughs> do they survive? It's very ambiguous what happens okay. at the end. Okay. And the third one picks up right after the second one, but the second one specifically has such a great back and forth dynamic. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where. They both bring in uh, girls, uh, and Reggie picks up a girl off the off the road, mm-hmm. a drifter, and Michael brings in his girlfriend that he's like psych- psychically linked to. That's the supernatural aspect of the story, and they're both laying down. Reggie's having sex with his girl, and Michael's talking to his girl telepathically. And they're thinking it's super cool and it's cute because they're like hot. 18. Hot. Yeah, it's super hot. <laughs> you might have to put this in a story. Uh, and what's funny about that sex scene, it's one of the worst ever because he has his clothes on. And she's like, I guess she's dry humping him. But uh, 
but it's just really odd. You can do it with your clothes on. Uh, apparently, Suzanne Summers almost got pregnant with her clothes on. Oh, really? Yeah. Was this when she lived in San Bruno? No. Maybe. She lived in San Bruno? Yeah. Suzanne Summers? Yeah. I believe so. I might be making that up. But yeah, she's. I think she's from the Bay Area. I think she grew up in San Bruno. Wow. I, I, I could swear I, that's true. Yeah, apparently someone came and knocked on her door, and and I think she said she got pregnant or she almost got pregnant. Oh. She had her underwear on. Okay. So there you go. This is classic Zach deviating from the story. Keep it on point. No, but Phantasm no, no, 2. Check it out. I love scared. it. I'm getting scared. Don't get scared. Um, what's your number three, um, homie? My, my number three, this is this was where I, I stretched a little. Um, so number my number three is Fury Road. Ooh. Mad Max Fury Road. In this wasteland. I am the one who runs from both the living and the dead. A man reduced to a single instinct. Survive. It is by my hand you arise from the ashes we are not things. We are not things. Where is she taking them? I want them back. They're my property. Oh, I, I'm I'm curious to see how you qualify this as a buddy. As pick. a buddy pick. So there, are, so the thing about Mad Max Fury Road is like there are multiple characters in it. Clearly, um, but in the Mad Max series, it's all of them have been Mad Max primarily. This was the first one that had. Uh, another character that you could like a lot of people actually make an argument that um, Furiosa is the protagonist of the movie and that's Charlie's Theron yeah Charlie's Theron yeah so um, and when I look at it they kind of they especially when the movie kind of hits all cylinders they there's a back and forth between the two of them and they're they're the characters that drive everything forward so it's sort of like they have this growth arc and then they come together and then they at a certain point in the movie, um, for like like the middle of the second act, they like become buddies, and that's mm. their journey to the to the end of the story. Wow, that, I love that. Yeah, there's other characters like in the back the uh, the uh, the mothers I forget their names, but there were like four, three or four of them that they were trying to to uh, rescue. But I I don't quite put them in the category of like buddies. You know. Yeah, yeah, and and again, this is a perfect example of a buddy movie doesn't have to have like a comedic element to it. Yeah, you yeah, know? definitely and not much friends. comedy. And, friends, yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I and I, that's I love Fury Fury Road is just like it blew my mind when I first saw it, and I like it was one of the few movies where like I almost immediately went turned around and watched it right away yeah. after I left the theater because I was like I gotta see this again. How could you not? Yeah, so yeah, love it. Wow! Oh, that's a great that's a great 
pick for number three. I'm yeah. sure if Corey was here right now, he go, oh yeah, that is the best pick. <laughs> it's the best one, Corey. Corey, he'll like Corey will like another one of my picks. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he will. Sure, I'm sure he's on point with everything so far. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's funny as we're talking about all these buddy movies, and this is I'm sure your brain works the same way. Other buddy movies are popping in my head mm-hmm. as I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, it's really good. Oh yeah, this is, but this is my top five. Mm-hmm. Like these, for, these to me would be like the five I could watch any day, any day yeah. over and over. Yeah. Um, and we will have some honorable mention at the end. Yeah, for sure. Because there's some movies that like I think are way better. Like there's probably quite a few that I think are way better made movies, and I might actually put them higher up in terms of like being better, but. So these are the movies I could just like, like you said, I can like watch them over and over and over again yes. because they just have a certain quality that is like more watchable. Yeah, and it's so funny when you get into a debate about like what is a good movie, what isn't a good movie. To me, and I brought this up the other day on another interview I did. To me, a good movie is something that you enjoy, mm-hmm. not what's heralded as the best picture of the year or blockbuster video award of the year you know it's like it doesn't have to be this award-winning film whatever resonates with you yeah and yeah i i mean i have a different take but it's still it's basically the same i think all that matters is that you like it yeah but i do like i i'm i'm way comfortable saying like a bad like i enjoy a bad movie like you know, like Waterworld, you know, is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Dude, and I, I will never, like, if you want to tell me it's awful, I'm not going to argue with you because it probably is, but I love it. So. so I thought of you because there's a toy collector. Uh, I forget his name. But uh, anyways, he's he's big on Instagram and he um, he buys cases of toys. Uh-huh. Right? He's like a toy hunter. Uh-huh. I love those guys. They're like, go scour the earth right, for right. hidden gems. He found the last remaining stock of all the Waterworld oh, figures really? wow. that Kenner put out back oh, in the day. Cool. He bought every single one of them, uh-huh. went on in social media and talked about it. Kevin Costner reached out to him. Oh, really? And actually, they became friends. Oh, wow. And Kevin Costner gave him a shout out. Uh, on his cool. Instagram page, uh, which is hilarious. So, but there's a d- director's cut of Waterworld that just came out. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've I've seen various <laughs> cuts of Waterworld, and I've seen a lot of those scenes already. So I it's cool to check that, it out. I yeah. kind of want to watch it again too. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's not a buddy pick, and I know this, we're focusing on that, but still, yeah. Waterworld's a decent flick. Yeah, but anyways, I, I just for me, like it's basically the same i just i do make the distinction of like good movies and bad movies but yeah it, oh me too really it's just like like if you all that matters is that you like the movie that's all that matters yeah you know uh i would i would kind of consider megaforce to be a, a buddy movie and it's a piece of trash it's awful but it's uh, but 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 i'm what? glad that i finally got to see it well you watched it with a five-year-old yeah, too so uh <laughs> that's but it was also like i waited my entire life <laughs> It was awful, but I also waited my entire life to see that, and I was not disappointed. Well, speaking of awful, uh, consider, some people consider it awful. My number three is actually the 1987 film Like Father, Like Son. Dr. Jack Hammond had one of the most brilliant minds in the medical community until he and his son... Hi. <clears throat> Hi. Exchanged minds. Chris? That? There's no such thing as a brain transference. Now, the doctor... See ya. ...is back in high school. It's really not cool to scam on your own son's date. The main bronchi and its branches are 
evenly distributed about the circumference of the tube. Riveting. And his son. Hi, Bob. Oh! I'm Martini. You want that on the rocks? No, in a glass is fine. Is a virgin surgeon. Just take off all our clothes and just go at it. Oh. Rubbing and feeling. It's rock and roll. Yeah! Dudley Moore, Kirk Cameron, like father, like son. All right. <laughs> As a buddy movie. Now, people might say, why is it a father-son movie? Well, they are buddies, though. And there's a Sean Astin, Kurt Cameron connection. They're the buddies in the movie. But really, the father and the son have this buddy journey. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie came out in 87, starring Dudley Moore and Kurt Cameron. <laughs> Like and Sean Astin. Yeah, and Sean Astin. I don't know why I paused on that. Yeah, I don't it's know like why brain, either. Brain yeah. fart. It's like you already uh, said his name. It is the first. you don't want to speak his name. I, I, I know. I went, it's like Chuck Norris for me. I love Chuck Norris. Yeah. But I always preface it by saying old Chuck, 80s Chuck. Yeah. Not current Republican wacko Chuck. But um, yeah, this was when Kirk Cameron was at the height of his growing pains career. Mm-hmm. It came out before um, Big and vice versa, which are two other body swapping mm-hmm. movies. But then people say, yeah, but it came out after Freaky Friday. And like, yeah, yeah, I get that. But it's a buddy movie in the sense that they kind of bond. They're on their own journey. Mm-hmm. They are friend, their father's son, but they do have this positive connection. And then they come to the end to kind of realize how close they are together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's cheese. It's a total cheese ball movie. Great soundtrack, uh, in my opinion. And it, it, it's got this like, cool subplot with a mysterious potion that's from somewhere in New Mexico or okay. the desert. Uh, I love Like Father, Like Son. And I will fight someone for you fight, I will fight you. I will cut you. I love it. It's a great Perfect. use of the the song Wild Side by Motley Crue, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. This guy blows out his... Uh, there's a scene where Kirk Cameron hits another guy and he goes, that was for my dad. And I remember watching that going, yeah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah you hit that guy for your dad. So it was uh, was uh, Sean Astin his... Like, his best friend Sean Astin was Kirk Cameron's best buddy in the movie okay so he got to like be around both of the act like the both of the characters right yes yeah, yeah at all times and he you was like the comic of of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was like the comic relief a little bit the okay. sarcastic why and this was a weird Sean Astin phase for me I love Sean Astin mm-hmm. I think he's great yeah nothing negative to say but he did this movie I think Encino Man came after it yeah and we he, were, were we talking about this the other day? We might I feel have been. like yeah. The, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Whitewater Summer. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, uh, he, I actually on my other podcast, Two Dollar Late Fee, cheap plug. <laughs> uh, I interviewed Matt Adler, who's in Whitewater Summer, right. and he talked about how they moved, they filmed that movie, uh, and then went, went back for reshoots like two years later, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, we were talking about Yeah, that. everybody we was older. About, yeah. And Sean Astin, like awkward teenage, early 20s Sean Astin, yeah. I didn't find him as appealing as I do like now mm-hmm. and then back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely has had a, like when you, it's it's really funny when you go back and watch Goonies yeah. and then like, you jump ahead to like, even like, you know, Lord of the Rings is he's Samwise and just like 
It's the oh. same guy. Yeah, same yeah. guy. Yeah. It's, that's Rudy? <laughs> yeah, Rudy. He's great in Rudy. Yeah. I mean, that's a great movie, too. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I, I was like, do I like this movie more than some of my other picks that are kind of obscure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could watch this movie any freaking day. I love the I love like that you brought up in my brain um, Dudley Moore because you know at one time he was like everything in terms of like you know Hollywood and he just kind of forgotten. Yeah, if you don't know, I mean, I know there's I'm sure there's people that listen to this and that might realize might not even know who Dudley Moore is. Yeah, they're like, oh Arthur, oh that movie with uh, that guy um, uh, Russell Brand or whatever. Yeah. No, <laughs> Russell Brand. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Uh, that's 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 sometimes that's what I my complaint about remakes that mm-hmm. people don't remember the original. The original, one. yeah. Um, but Dudley Moore was he was it. Yeah, and he was so unique. He, I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying that they were unique in the sense that no one else was like them. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox, mm-hmm. you know, where they were both kind of tiny. Yeah. In stature. But they had such a big personality. And yeah, Dudley Moore was doing some great he he he's kind of um he's very he's got a straight laced character, he plays a doctor, and then suddenly when he becomes Kirk Cameron when they swap bodies, mm-hmm. he becomes this wild party kid. Okay. And it's really funny because yeah. it, you can he you can tell he's totally tapping into that every actor's dream of like getting to play totally against type. Yeah. You know? Those body yeah, those body swapping movies that they all had that element to it yeah they, yeah uh, vice you, versa. Get, you got to see the actor having some fun and yeah play outside of their range yeah to me this to this day i think that's tom hanks best performance yeah i mean forget saving prior ryan yeah that movie was okay <laughs> so that's my number three <laughs> like father like son um what's your number oh we're getting into the twos now we are getting into the holy twos. crap okay yeah. What's your number two buddy um, movie? So this is the one actually Corey will definitely agree with this. My uh, number two is Dread, the 2012 oh. version of Judge Dread. 800 million people living in the ruin of the old world. Only one thing fighting for order in the chaos. The men and women of the Hall of Justice. Pierce Trees is the manufacturing base for all the slow-mo in Mega City One. You know how often we get a judge up in Peace Trees? Well, you got one now. She has control of everything. Levels 1 to 200. This is Mama. Somewhere in this block are two judges. That's not good. I want him dead. We're gonna have to go through him. Rookie, you ready? Yeah. You look ready. Fire! Judgment time. Let's finish this. Mama's not the law. I'm the law. The sentence is death. Very interesting. Yeah. It is a buddy movie. Yeah. So that, that, I love that movie. It, it, you know, t- it's to the buddy cop um, definition. It's two law enforcement officers, partners, and then they're going on a again another adventure <laughs> where they. Uh, totally. I really like the. I really like uh, mayhem and violence. Um, you do. It's 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 you're tapping into your yeah, psyche. Yeah, I do. I really do. I mean, I mean, I might need to have some therapy after this uh, podcast. Some might say it's really healthy that you're just getting it out there. 
You know, I like I really like um, to me, this was one of the best movies of 2012. And it, it's really a shame that it, it just did it. It went away. I don't. I mean, I didn't. I don't even quite understand. I have some theories. I think in the public consciousness, it was because people associated with the Sylvester Stallone uh, movie in '95. Oh and, yeah. Oh um, yeah. This was a remake. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were like, "What?" And I, I remember some people saying that they thought it was like a remake or like a sequel to that movie, and so they didn't get it. Um, they didn't even know that that uh, property existed like long before that movie had come out. It's from a comic book. So, um, anyways, I, I just like it. That movie is one of the best movies of that year, and it's one of the best action movies um, that I've seen. And um, and it and it it has uh, you know in terms of like uh, um, buddies, it's it's kind of like this. It, it's <laughs> it's funny because there's like lots of like really kind of dark violence in it but it's like in heartwarming in a little way <laughs> because his uh the partner that he has it's like her first day on the job and he basically has to like you know he's assessing her and then they they get thrown into this 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 huge um plot and he still has to like sort of like make like see if she actually is going to be able to be a cop by the end of the day it's up to him yep and you know just if you watch the movie like you can see like um, the choices that he makes, but um, it started like Lena, uh, Lena Hetty from um, Game of Thrones yeah. was in it, and um, uh, I forget the actor's name. He played Avon Barksdale in uh, in uh, The Wire is in it, and oh, yeah. uh, remember the Titans? He's in it, um, and Carl oh. Carl Urban, yeah, clearly. of course, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a shame that that movie did, like it just didn't it did did nothing, and then they I I think they I heard they might be doing a series, but I don't know if Carl Urban will be involved in it. I heard about that too. And yeah, I totally agree with you. One, I love that movie as well. I think it was the best, one of the best action movies of the last decade, perhaps in 2000 in general. Um, it, 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 it's like an American equivalent to the foreign film, The Raid. The Raid, yeah. Exactly. Um, but again, it, it goes with, I grew up reading the, the Dread comic books. Mm-hmm. And did you read the Dread comic so, books? So, you know, it's actually funny. I mean, uh, finish your story because I, I have a tie-in. Okay. No, I just I just <laughs> love Dread. I love, I read the comic books as a kid um, and always had wanted to see a proper screen version of it. Mm-hmm. And when the Sylvester Stallone movie came out, I was at this stage where I was like, I just wasn't going to the movies that much, yeah. and I, I didn't enjoy it. And then this came out and blew me away. But but please, well, yeah, I mean that Judge Jeremy, it wasn't it wasn't good. Like no. it was <laughs> whether well, you were into movies or not, it just wasn't that good. Yeah, that, but, Stallone. Yeah, I love Stallone, guilty pleasure. But yeah. he's he's not a very good actor, and his movies outside of like Rocky are not that great. Yeah, and that was that that was also that movie came out at the time when you know they were when it, whenever you're approaching any. Thing from a comic book world, the people that were involved in making it weren't really familiar with no. the spirit of whatever it was that they were producing. True, so it was true. really hit and miss. Like say if it, if it was good, it probably happened to be good rather than they knew what they were doing to kind of like visualize what was actually you know from the from the book from the page of the book. Yeah, they're just like what you know, and oh let's let's not even make them look the same. And at yeah. least they kept the helmet, but whatever. What, right, what? right, right. But anyways, yeah. So the tie-in is um, actually. Um, the uh, artist, um, co-creator of Angela in the Dark, Russell Fox, my friend, he 
actually did artwork for um, Judge Dredd for the uh, what's it a, a, a 2000 AD um, oh series. really yeah so he did a Judge Dredd wow um, comic book back in the early 90s I think cool uh, did a couple pages and then so Angela in the Dark actually takes I call it a love letter to uh, my um, anime and action and stuff so um, there are two cop characters. Um, like one day when Angela Dark is made into a movie, we can use this as a buddy story. Yeah, we will. But like uh, the two, there's two cop characters in the in the preview issue that kind of have the same dynamic as um, not the same dyna- dynamic as um, Judge Dredd, but they're two cops, and it's like the world has a flavor of cyberpunk driven from Judge Dredd, Akira, and that kind of stuff. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah I, that, that that's a promise. Yeah. Angela in the Dark yeah. manifest that. But yeah. Russell Russell did cool um, artwork for 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 Judge Dredd. Wow, that's yeah. really cool. And yeah. yeah, and and Dredd, if you don't know the comic book, you should check it out because it it is it is so damn good. It um there's a reason why they made a movie in 2012 about it. Yeah. Shocking. Uh and I hope that franchise gets picked back up eventually. Yeah. Shit, if they're going to make another the thing, why not Continue why not? Dread. Yeah, why not? Come on, why not? We, yeah. we we love that. So, uh, okay, I, obvious connections with all your movies having this level of violence and uh... yeah, you know, I like. Uh, it's funny because my if you go to if you go through my top ten movies of all time, it's like not I mean, they're not like all action movies. So some of them are like like straight up dramas, and but it's funny. But like when I you know my go to tends to be like action movies because that's like where the part the part where i can just turn my brain off a little bit and well yeah and i get that like when i was breaking down my favorite buddy movies i was going into like oh i don't want to necessarily name any movies that i think you might name but Mm -hmm. i was thinking oh there's there's so many great like action buddy movies Mm -hmm. and i thought but but are those the movies that for me personally that i'll watch on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and my last two which you know we're getting into that now um or have one of them might be action. <laughs> what did so, you say? Wait, what? One of them, one of them might be an action movie. Okay, uh, I'm torn on this one because I, I was like, okay, this is this is one of my favorite movies. I feel like I know what it's going to be. I think you do for my number one, yeah. but oh, okay. my but for my number two, um, at first I was like, is this a buddy movie? And then when we talked about one cannot coexist without the other, yeah. Yeah, it is a buddy movie. Okay. They're on separate journeys, but yet at the same time they're on a they are on the same journey. Okay. Uh, and they help each other out and they complement each other. Without one, there is not the other. So, my number 2 movie of all time, of all time. Buddy movie is the 85 film Real Genius. Ooh. Pacific Tech, an exclusive institution for outstanding intellects, where the superstar of smarts is Chris Knight. You have a jacuzzi? Absolutely. His hobbies violate the laws of gravity. What are you doing out there? Floating, sir. His homework could win a Nobel Prize. He's one of the ten finest minds in the country. And his IQ is higher than most people can count. I can't stand it. Have you ever seen a body like this before in your life? She happens to be my dog. Oh, I guess she has. 
But when Chris makes the scientific discovery of the century, you did it. His classmates want the credit. You're not number one around here anymore. His professor wants the publicity. And the military wants to use his discovery as the ultimate weapon. This is not good. So Chris is about to turn getting even into a science. And show them. Roger, open Bombay doors. They should never try to outsmart. A real genius. Directed by Martha Coolidge, who I met, by the way. Martha Coolidge, okay, so that's another story, too, being a female director in the mid-'80s, doing a college movie. Um, Martha Coolidge, I think she's also the director of Valley Girl. Amazing. Which is, it is amazing. The fact that she has not, yeah, she did Valley Girl as well. Um, It's That's Romeo and Juliet. That's for another podcast. Uh, Maybe on $2 Lafey. Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, Real Invite Genius. Me over when you watch that dude, one. that's yeah. a guarantee. Yeah. Real Genius stars Val Kilmer and Gabe Jarrett, and that's and I'm mentioning his name because that's the buddy connection there. the The basic plot of this film is, um, 15 year old kid gets uh, he's a genius. He goes to this new college. His name's Mitch Taylor. Goes to college. He meets his roommate, Chris Knight, played by Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is like the hot man on campus at this nerd school. And it's kind of like MIT. They both are involved in making this laser project, which is a whole government angle, which I won't go into. It's a subplot that works, but it's not the main focus of the movie. The main focus is a coming of age on Mitch's part where he learns to grow up and be more strong, uh, more confident. And Chris, he Mitch helps Chris recognize that you don't have to be a goofball all the time. Mm-hmm. And they actually help each other out. Yeah, It has got, in my opinion the greatest unavailable soundtrack of all time. Mm-hmm. So people go like, that's not the best. No, it's the greatest unavailable because you can't get it anywhere yeah. because of rights or whatever. Um, soundtrack. Funniest college movie, in my opinion. Uh, most respectful to nerds, in my opinion, mm-hmm. where they show them in all different dynamics. And they're not just you know cardboard cutouts like Revenge of the Nerds, which I still like. Yeah, Val Kilmer is the apex nerd but he's not a nerd yeah. he's just he's a cool smart guy he's a stud yeah as they say in the movie yeah. a stud you know hot shot big deal face this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many great lines in that movie dude and i think i watch that movie probably once every couple months mm-hmm. um i cannot wait to show that to my son Bodie mm-hmm. when he's a little bit older uh oh there's so many great lines in that can you hammer a six inch board <laughs> Uh, through, or can you hammer a section spike through a board with your penis? And he goes, I don't know. I haven't tried. And, and she goes, well, the girl's got to have, you know, her, um, I'm fucking the lineup right now, but <laughs> you get it. You get the point. Anyways, uh, real genius. My number two of all time. What are your thoughts on real genius? I mean, you, you, have you, you know, I mean, I think that was one of the, one of the first things we might, like we bonded on a lot of stuff, but I like, I remember, I remember seeing that in the theater and watching it a billion times, it was like in the like whatever the the cheap theater was in my in the town I grew up in, and 
we and me and a friend, a couple of friends, we would just go all the time and watch it, like watched it over and over and over again, and oh, then awesome. came on a video. It's just, yeah, it's like for everything you said, um, the memorable lines. Um, it resonated with me. Just the the, um, I you know, like watching it now, I can see why. But as a kid, I didn't know. But just like it was the different degrees of. Um, of uh, characters that were in it, yeah. Um, the the journey, and I, which I had never really thought about. So you just said it now, like the journey between um, Val Kilmer and um, what's his name, um, Gabe Jarrett. Gabe Jarrett. Yeah, it's like between the two of those guys. It's yeah, like he's the one kid has to grow up, and then and and Val Kilmer. Like yeah, it's so fascinating. Val Kilmer's st- journey in that story is like he was so brilliant, but Laszlo, who is like my favorite character <laughs> played by john grease <laughs> yeah. of napoleon dynamite fame yeah. yeah he um and he was on martin actually oh yeah he's great yeah, yeah i love john grease um he's... he he like he he was like the like don't become like i did and he turned val kilmer and then val kilmer's trying to turn this and it's just is like around and around they go and the subplot actually is like adjacent to the story, yeah. but it doesn't. Like it actually feels organic as well. Yeah, it does, and it, it actually culminates in the um, in the, um, the the subplot portion yep. of it with a soundtrack or with a uh, with a what do you call it? Uh, uh, Tears Ev- for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the yeah, world. Yeah. The, in my opinion, the yeah. greatest '80s song of all time. Yeah, and yeah, I, I would not I would not um, argue with that unless it was George Michael's father figure. Oh, it's a great song. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> different evokes, evokes different emotions we're, we're, di- we're different like that yeah. but yeah no, I, like i yeah i love that movie and, great villain yeah great villain. yeah great villain yeah there's there's so there's so much to it um yeah i yeah i don't even know you know well it's funny it's funny because when i i said is that a buddy movie and then i started digging into it and i'm like it is a buddy movie mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. for me yeah so yeah that's my number yeah. that's my number two um okay we're getting to that time and again, we're going to have some, you know, um, definitely need to mention certain buddy movies at the end. But what you want, is, do you want to do the, do you want to do the um, uh, Honorable Mentions? Oh, yeah, let's do Honorable Mentions. Okay, so let's pick like um, three three or four quick ones okay, yeah. to run down. What My, if, so yeah. some of mine are um, Money Talks. Shit. <laughs> 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 is that with Chris Tucker? With Chris Tucker and Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah! Oh my god! Dude. I love that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it was like you know, it came on cable all the time. I just watch it over and over and over again. Yep. It's great. It's like, and it was like right. It was before. It was pre rush hour. So and it was like I think. I mean, I like Money Talks better than I do like the Rush Hour series. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That Charlie Sheen was just about to tap out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, and uh, Miami Vice, uh, the oh. remake, Michael Mann. Um, I love that movie. Yeah, dude, I love yeah. that movie. It's like high, like sort of like criminally underrated because people are so attached to the the series that they kind of overlooked it. But I mean, it's Michael Mann. He's yeah. one of the greatest directors. That's if what. Michael Mann hadn't directed that movie, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, and then um, and it, this is a this is one that's kind of a stretch because there's so many different characters in it. But Snatch actually. Um, oh, yeah. cool! The yeah. Uh, Guy Ritchie movie, yeah, Guy Ritchie okay. movie, yeah. Um, but that, that uh, what's his name, Jason Statham's um, relationship with his character, I kind of see that as a buddy. And even though there's like tons of other characters and it jumps okay. around a lot, so yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right, yeah, then, that works one, one real quick, Please, like the, yeah, the professional. 
with um, Jean Reno and um, Natalie Portman. Yeah, and again, one cannot be complete without the other. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's kind of like a mentor. Yeah, um, but it's bit. really but they actually are not in that case. It's you know? similar to Real Genius, where they they both get something from each other. Yeah, they both grow in their own way. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Okay, so uh, so my four. Um, First is the 89 movie, The Experts, with John Travolta and Ari Gross. Oh, wow. And I love that movie. Um, it, it's about these two uh, club promoters who get um, uh, duped into going to Russia to turn the people in Russia cool, like in this Cold War city. Okay. <laughs> they they want to be more American right. to infiltrate the United States. It's okay. kind of appropriate right now. Um, <laughs> and so these two cool guys – turn this nerdy 1950s town around into this, like, hip, free-thinking society. Okay. And uh, just the one fun fact about that movie, um, Dave Thomas, who directed it from SCTV fame, mm-hmm. wanted, needed to do reshoots, or Paramount wanted him to do reshoots a couple years later because they shelved the movie for two years. Okay. Uh, but John Travolta had gained 30 pounds at that <laughs> point, so they couldn't. So they released it as is. It's also where John Travolta met Kelly Preston. Oh, yeah. how nice. Never got a great scene in that. Um, yeah, uh, my number, cool. uh, another another honorable mention, of course, would be Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, excellent. Yeah. I, I don't need Sandy to really say a lot. football rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 um, that movie is, and the, 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 the third one is coming out later yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a classic. It's a there's, yeah, what, what can you say? You don't need to say a whole lot about it, other than the fact that it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I have a Charlie Sheen movie in my oh, top, dude, or my I, honorable mention. Yeah. I think I know what it is. Uh, the, it's the, uh, the Repo, Repo Man? No, no, Men at Work. Men at Work. Yeah, well, it's the one with his brother, right? Emilio yeah, Estevez, Emilio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, it's, it's uh, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen, Men yeah. at Work, mm-hmm. and they play like two garbage men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a great cast. Yeah. I think... Um, uh, David Keith or no? I always get this mixed Keith, up. Keith, Keith David. David. Yeah, <laughs> I love David. Yeah, I, did Keith the, well. I did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird, right? Yeah, um, yeah the two garbage men. They look nothing alike. No, they don't. <laughs> and it was like they think the first time. It might have been before Young Guns that they were in a movie together. Mm. Uh, it might have been. It might have come right after or right around the same time. Yeah. That was 1990. Yeah, and then uh, one more quick one um, is uh, the 86. Lou Gossett film Firewalker with Chuck Norris and Lou Gossett Jr. It's trash, but I love it. I was going to say Iron Eagle, but then that's not because it's a mentor thing. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, Firewalker, Lou Gossett Jr. and uh, <laughs> Chuck Norris. It, it's it's so bad, it's good. I, th- I saw it in theater so many times. But like, you know, going down the list, there were movies that popped up for me uh, that I don't include in this. Uh, oh yeah, I was going to say Swingers. Swingers okay. is definitely... Yeah. Great buddy movie, mm-hmm. one of my favorites of all time, but doesn't get in my top. Five. It has one of the best lines of ever in film history. What is the, What is it? Well, for you, what is you it? You think I'm supposed to think you're so cool because you're wearing a little backpack? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, another another Terry Chapman uh, shout out to Terry Chapman. Yeah, that that, that movie shaped me. Uh-huh. Um, that would like really close to inching in there mm-hmm. as my in my top five. Yeah. It's such a great movie. Yeah. And again, that is one you can watch again and be like, oh, it's relevant today. Right. And forget about, you know, Vince Vaughn, the <laughs> actor, and the character Trent is yeah. different. So, yeah. yeah. So here we go. All right. Our number one movie. 
buddy film. Movie. Again, not necessarily the order, but for me, I know my number one is a number one. What's mm-hmm. your number one? Yeah, so my number one is Captain America Winter Soldier. Most of the intelligence community doesn't believe he exists. The ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. He's a ghost. You'll never find him. They joined S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. Captain, to build a better world, sometimes means tearing the old one down. That makes enemies. I'm willing to pay. He told me not to trust anyone. This is how it ends. Everything goes. Looks like you're giving the orders now, Captain. Damn right. Holy shit. I thought you were going to say Tango and Cash. No, it wasn't going to be Tango and Cash. <laughs> I, I actually didn't pick it because I thought you were going to say it. Oh! <laughs> no. I mean, I, it was different. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cap, but I mean, Captain America Winter Soldier is like, I didn't come up in my brain right away, but I thought about it. I mean, it's basically Captain America and Black Widow um, yeah. on an adventure through. And it's like, and not only is it just like a buddy movie, but it's actually one of the best action movies ever made. I agree with you. Yeah. It's just like flat out. Like forget superheroes and everything. Like it's a good action movie. It's almost like a spy thriller than more than anything else. It's it's in my opinion the best Marvel movie. Yeah, because it works on so many levels. Yeah, it works on so many different levels. Yeah, like you could with that movie, you could have taken out the superhero element, and it still would be just a great movie because it's just like edge of your seat running and trying to you know figure stuff out while also trying not to get killed and. There's espionage and is is um, uh, Nick Fury dead or not? And, oh yeah, um, so all this is so much good stuff. But at the core of it is, um, I think what really makes it work um, is the relationship between Captain America and um, Black Widow. So when I first, I remember when I first saw it, you know, I. I, I think we talk about it. I don't really watch trailers at all, yeah. ever. Yeah, like, you're, I I'm impressed. Avoid them. I'm impressed. Um, so when I went into it, you know, I just kind of Captain America. So that's what I was expecting. But I didn't expect Black Widow to be in it to the extent that she was. Oh, and and okay. that's what their relationship really, like, elevated the movie beyond what it already was. So mm-hmm. it just, I, I liked how... Um, 
and uh, you know one of the things I liked about it too was they we always we often get trapped in this um, thing when there's a man and a woman for there to be like this romantic yeah. tension and I love that they were partners for the most part you know yeah because oftentimes in those like romancing the stone or um, bird on a wire like it's always got to be sexual tension yeah why can't it just be neutral yeah and don't they hint a little bit at it at one point yeah there's a little bit but yeah. it's still but i never you never really think it's like you know kind of be anything and it, and it just yeah but it's like colleagues and um and it's like you know it was still like captain america still kind of um at that point was still kind of getting used to being in the modern world so that transition we got to see some of that and um, and then and Black Canary was always there to kind of inform the other side. Mm. She's really like, you know, she's um, um, verse in the world so she can help him out in those areas that he didn't, you know, yeah. quite fit in. So I, I, I the, the movie itself is just it's amazing. And um, and I was glad to find the buddy aspect to it so I could actually put that on the list. Yeah, that's cool because and, and then he's and he's and he's at odds with his former buddy. Yeah. Yes. I didn't even think of that. Whoa. So brilliant. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, this is a nice culmination of buddy, buddy. <laughs> buddy, buddy, buddy. Angle going on. Buddy, Whoa. buddy, buddy. <laughs> buddy. Yeah. So that's your number one. Yeah, it's my number one. Great choice. Thank you. Did not expect, I was expecting you to go, Tango and Cash. I cash worked, and Tango. I worked hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, I actually, yeah, because I thought that was going to be like a, a kind of a gimme, you know. For me? For no, for like, for, for me, one of like, us. Yeah, for any, like, if that was, would be the thing. People would say, "Yeah, you know, cash." And I, so I, I was like, "Well, let me try to figure, like, think of other things." That... I actually don't really like Tango and Cash. I think it's, I just, I don't dislike it, mm-hmm. but it's just not one I would watch on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was when it came out, it was more noteworthy because of the actors in it, but it wasn't really like terribly good. It had some good lines, good like, lines, Fubar, Fub- and that yeah. kind of stuff. But it, like, it wasn't like. You know, amazing. And so. Stallone is but like, I still watch it. Stallone has this thing about him where he he had to be like sophisticated, yeah. and wear glasses all yes, the time. And yeah. I'm like, why do why do you have to like why do you have to smart yourself up? <laughs> right. Just be, don't dumb yourself down. But why do you gotta like be? Oh, I'm this classy GQ guy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? He but, had that little stretch right there in the early nineties, yeah. like that. Yeah. Oscar and yeah. But but Kurt Russell makes that movie. Yeah. If you take Kurt Russell out, yeah. so again, without that specific actor. It's not a good movie anymore. Kurt Russell's a great actor. Yeah, in so. my my favorite of all time. Yeah, but my favorite buddy movie of all time, kind of similar to Real Genius in the sense that there's other sub characters, uh, in a little bit. Actually, this kind of plays into Captain America because mm-hmm. in Captain America, it's a team. Mm-hmm. You know, Falcon is in it too, right? right? And he's a buddy. Yeah. So there's but the but the main core dynamic of the two leads, mm-hmm. one cannot be without the other, right? So my number one, and it's I give this movie a shout out on many podcasts, <laughs> many two, um, is the nineteen eighty nine film Best of the Best. A team is not a team if you don't give a damn about one another. Going number one or number two? Trust dead. Uh, I gotta go. What does it take to turn five uncontrollable characters into one unbeatable team? Even with my help, it will be difficult, if not nearly impossible, to defeat a team from Korea. 
I'm afraid. You need this fight bad. You need this fight for you, man. I'm here to teach you how to win. Winning isn't a sometime thing. Winning is an all-time thing. This is the only thing I know I am good at. Don't take that away from me. You can work. You can sweat. You can train. You can dream and never be better than good. But when the right people come together at the right moment, when they care almost as much about winning as they do about each other, they can become the best of the best. Someone who Some might say, no, 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 no. That's an that's a team movie. It's it is a team movie. That they for those people who haven't seen it, it's about an American martial arts team going to Korea to battle the Korean martial arts team, and it's about the journey. It's not necessarily the battle at the end, the culmination, which is amazing, mm-hmm. but it's the journey and the camaraderie that the team kind of forges along the way. But specifically, the two lead martial art characters, mm-hmm. Eric Roberts who plays Alex Grady, and Philip Ree, who plays Tommy Lee. Tommy. Uh, their relationship is, that's the buddy. Right. Because they are the buddies. That's the core, that's the, core. The, the heart of the yeah. movie is those two. Yeah. The cover art of the video box is them high-fiving each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, and while Eric Roberts is kind of the lead in, in, in the way they promote it, it's really Tommy's relationship with Alex and Tommy's journey as well, but it's really their buddy connection. Mm-hmm. Tommy needs Alex at one point and Alex needs Tommy at one point. Mm-hmm. Those are the two guys that leave the team separately for different reasons throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And those are the two guys that come back together because of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Also helps that James Earl Jones is in it too. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> coach, coach. <laughs> He's going to kill him. <laughs> Pop it. <laughs> Shit, Tommy, pop it. And uh, the the Korean uh, national team is great in that, too. Um, I'll save that for another podcast down the road because I'm going to break that down on $2 it's, later. I mean, it's a really good movie. It's really I good. I remember, like, we, we've talked about it before. Like, I, I remember watching it at, after, like, class and stuff, and it would be on, and... Like there was never a time that it was it was on that I didn't stop what I was doing to watch whatever part I popped in on, yeah. and it's just yeah, and it's 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 got a lot of heart and I'm actually really surprised. I think we've talked about it recently. I'm really surprised that they haven't like even attempted any kind of remake around it or yeah yeah. It's like it's it's such a good like solid solid movie. It's it's bad news bears meets. Um... Karate, Karate Kid, Kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and but told with adults, and uh, yeah, it's got a great cast. I love that movie. I will fight anybody that disagrees with me because <laughs> you will be able to win because you've watched 
best of the best. I know, yeah. I one, I know how to run because of Eric Roberts <laughs> running in that movie, and two, I know how to work out because of the way because they work of, out, yeah, the and three, I know how to kick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Who else? Uh, Chris Chris Penn's in it too. Chris right? Penn is yeah. in it. It's got it's got a great cast. Yeah, great cast. Uh, James Earl Jones. So start at the top. Eric Roberts, Philip Reed, James Earl Jones, Sally Kirkland. Sally Kirkland for those of you that don't know, she was kind of a bombshell back in yeah. the day. Uh, Chris Penn, obviously, rest in peace. John Dye, who's known for um, uh, what's that Heaven show? Uh, the Touched by an Angel. Touched by an Angel. Oh wow. Okay. He was on that, and um, uh, Louise Fletcher of One Flew, okay. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's, Cuckoo's Nest, Nest yeah. fame. Uh, but then the main villain, quote unquote villain, mm-hmm. uh, because he's really not the the, the main Korean fighter. His name's Dae Han. Mm-hmm. That is Tommy. Uh, Philip Ree's brother Philip in real brother, life, yeah. and so if yeah, if you haven't seen it, please check it out. Um, and then watch Best of the Best two after. <laughs> <laughs> you may feel how I did about Iron Eagle two. Where I'm like, no, it's not. It's not as bad. Yeah, I'm no. I'm gonna watch it for you. I'm gonna rewatch it and see how I feel because I was so again. You take your favorite movie of all time, yeah. and you just want a continuation of the original story. Right? Maybe they're running a dojo now, like what they do with Cobra Kai. And I've said this on many a podcast episode. If you haven't seen Cobra Kai, stop what you're doing and watch and it watch now. Cobra Kai it <laughs> right is, now. I, mean, I will. I the whole I watched. You remember that day? I was like, I started watching it, and yeah. I, I watched it all in one day. I couldn't. Dude, stop. it is it, that that is a perfect example of what you do when you have beloved characters and you want to continue their story. Yeah. Best of the best too. It's best of the best two doesn't do that. it. What, what did you compare it to? You said it's like more. Yeah, Kombat? it's like yeah, yeah. It's like if uh, if best of the best one is is Karate Kid, best of the best two is Street Fighter. Two. That's Street Fighter two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I totally. I don't like. I don't revere the first one as much as you do, but I I, I totally agree with you at the same time. <laughs> it's like I, they always to me were like completely different movies. Well, you know why? Because. We're buddies. We're buddies. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we wrap up this podcast, let's uh, plug your comic book one more time. Yeah, it's again, it's called Angela in the Dark. Um, it is co-created by myself and Russell Fox. Uh, Russell's an artist that lives in um, the UK. Um, I've written it under my pen name, which is Umbra Sin. Where did that come from, by the way? Um <laughs> So, because I'm a nerd, uh, and I was playing Knights of the Old Republic uh, on, uh, what was that, like Xbox back then, um, I created my character, and I named, uh, it was a Star Wars game, I named it Umbra Sin, and I just kind of used that name for my gamer tag and stuff name. forever. And so, yeah, and then I just, I so a lot of my comic book stuff I write. I use that name as my pen name. I love it. I love it. Where where can we find Angela in the Dark? Um, it is available on Amazon um, and Comixology um, in digital format. And print copies are for sale on my website, Forge Creation. Forge Creation. Forge Creation Digital dot com. Forge Creation Digital dot com. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I prefer if you get the um, the digital copies um, because it's um, we uh, we can uh, get more people to spread it out there quicker yeah. and get reviews and that kind of stuff. So. He can't sign that one, um, but if you know if you want his autograph when you stop him on the street, he'll be happy to give one out. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on every street corner. <laughs> Just bucking. Come on, Bushkin or book, what do they call it? Huckin or Husk? Husk? Huskin? 
I don't know, some term that musicians use where I was I was husking on the street. I'm like, well, okay, sure. Hey, uh, that's what Dave Matthews did back in the day. Hoo hoo. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, he just drives across bridges and something. Yeah, oh, no, never mind. opens up schools and yeah. does all that great stuff. Um, yeah, that. Well, please, if you haven't checked it out, because I love it. It's great, and you are more than just my friend. I respect you as a talented artist and Thank writer. Um, Diallo Jackson's got it going on. I try to have i try to have things going on you can you can uh you can find me uh, um on oh can they find you on like instagram and uh, yes you can find me on instagram at the armageddon the second e is a three so armageddon armageddon three <laughs> and uh you find me i have a facebook um authors page under adl jackson and I'm banned on Twitter, so you can't find me there. <laughs> don't, by the way, don't threaten to throw punch someone in a joking way. Uh, but you know, you do all the other horrible things you can do on Twitter, but you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't. You can't sarcastically tell a good friend of yours that you're going to throat punch him, or else Twitter will ban you for life. But yet, you can do all sorts of horrible things that our <clears throat> current president can do. And, yeah, you know, good stuff. Yeah. Good times. Skirt the edge of thermonuclear war. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but just don't throw <laughs> don't, don't throw a punch anybody. Very well, they'll be very cross. <laughs> yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Zach Schaefer. I have to do this too. Zach Schaefer. It's Z A K S H A F F E R because people go, Oh, do you spell it with a C and a C H? Mm. No, that's how you spell it. Zach Schaefer on Instagram, Zach Schaefer V O on Twitter. Um, sorry. Uh, actually, Diallo writes all my posts. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. And um, well, then you yeah, involved. and you can find me at my other podcast, Two Dollar Late Fee, and we're on Instagram, Two Dollar Late Fee dot com for all your '80s retro goodiness. And um, thank you so much for being on the watch list. Diallo. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I, I'm glad. I'm uh, honored that you asked for my opinion on these things. You, I, you know, my opinion's the best, and no, it's the best kidding. of the best. <laughs> it's the best of the best. Best of the best three. Yes. That wasn't very good. No, they did like four of those. Anyways, yeah, they did a lot. Yeah. I might just fade us out as we're talking right now. Yeah, uh, and we'll see you next time on the watch list. Enjoy, and thank you again. All right. Catch you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Podcasting After Dark's Watch List. And, as always, thank you for your support. Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.